I'm just it, telepathically, just like, I'm synced in, man. I'm synced in so good right now. He just turns around and there's a plug. <laughs> it's an XLR. I get phantom power through it. <laughs> Don't touch it. <laughs> Not really plugged in. Jesus. It got real just now. So let's get on with the show. This is uh, Our Kids Asleep. Welcome to episode number three, four. No, it's three. Three and a half. Are we going to count you him? can't lose track after four. <laughs> yeah, but I, I didn't think we were going to consider you a full guest, so I thought okay. that it might be 3.5. Oh, I'll have two episodes. <laughs> but we, we've yet to figure out what we're going to talk about, but before we get to the spicy stuff here, I what? want to make sure that we know Caddy G was aware that our setup... <laughs> Our setup is really the best that we can do at this time. He took one look right. when we really got set up and he was fairly disappointed that the production value was not going to be up to par. So I was really just kind of bummed out that we weren't living up to his standards. So would would you yeah. like to, to submit a rebuttal? <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, it's pretty good. It seems fine. Uh, Needs a little more duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dick! <laughs> you guys are just you might as well be set up at the in the corner at a McDonald's. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, McDonald's are, are pretty nice. I went to I went to one in like the first McDonald's I've been to in like seven years today. What? In Laramie? I didn't know mm -hmm. you were that well off. What's going on? <laughs> Did you know that McDonald's is that well off? With goddamn touchscreen, you walk in there. Oh yeah. I hear there's fireplaces. Yeah. Yeah. Is I there mean, is there one in ours? No, no. Oh. Ours is more of an on the go McDonald's. Oh. It's not a full. Let's get the tourists in here, mm -hmm. McDonald's. Yeah, it's, this one's a big bucks pimps only McDonald's. <laughs> there you go. What, what was I going to mm -hmm. say? We had a couple of things to talk about, but do you want to start by introducing yourself, or do you want to do any of that, or do you trust me to just uh, say, "Welcome, here's our half-ass guest, Caddy G." <laughs> uh, you... Well, I go, I go by Caddy G. Uh, what are you selling? I... What am I? What? what are you selling? <laughs> what am I selling? Uh, I stream on Twitch. You can. I don't want to do a plug yet. It seems wrong. Okay, so let's um, wait till like the middle where maybe we can treat yeah. you as like a <laughs> well, sort I mean, of a sponsor too. You, you just come in with a plug. Usually there's like a tasteful slide underneath <laughs> if it's a video podcast. It's just it's not like follow me at twitch.tv slash caddy G and then I'm just like plugging everything. I'm on Twitter. So watch me my memes. Uh, we can do that at the end. You can come follow your... me for more fresh memes. <laughs> you can plug your Twitch at the end if you want. Jesus I Christ. I don't know if man. I have any fresh ones. They're like, they might be like two days stale, but <laughs> I got some of them. Certified from this week only. <laughs> well, we wanted to talk about a couple of things that we had promised the one or two listeners that we had last week about <laughs> the Ted Bundy documentary. We could kind of get into that if you wanted to have yeah. a conversation about it. But we also had lined up the Marie Kondo documentary tidying up mm. which i know that you might be interested in sharing some thoughts on it as well is it a is it a doc or is it a netflix show it's a netflix show it's not a documentary docu-series the the, right. the marie condo is is like a is a series yeah yeah it's it's like uh it's like you know those those british shows where it's like i've got 500 dishes in my kitchen <laughs> yeah. and like they bring in some person and that person like gags four times walking around the house <laughs> trying to clean it up that's british horror like that except this is uh this is not a british woman it's a japanese woman yeah yeah who is very hardcore and will make you throw away all your stuff and give it to goodwill yeah, yeah. but she's very kind what yeah. we have seen so far yes. it's yeah. been it's been interesting she, because yeah Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say she's she's um she's very compassionate and she it's more about gratitude, right? Than just like throwing away all your shit, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, that's sort of the approach I take to purging is like, I just want to like take a flamethrower at everything and right. She, <laughs> and what I what I had been reading was she was interested in more in being attuned to what your house is giving you and what mm. it's telling you sort of there's a great spirituality about it which is sort of based on their uh on one of the religions uh that they have in japan be shintoism uh, or 
I believe it's Shintoism. I, I'm just displaying my ignorance here, uh, full frontal, but I don't know. I, I, was <laughs> I have her an article book, but I haven't it. read it. Oh, I think Zen is related to Buddhism, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be Shintoism. But I, I was reading an article from a Japanese-American journalist or, or somebody who does opinion pieces, and they were talking about how from that aspect of, of bringing these kinds of, of, not a belief system, but just the approach a lot of people were really downplaying what she was trying to to do by turning her into a meme hmm. and turning what a the, like downplaying the process you know it's it's a very american thing you know like a foreigner is coming in telling you how to live your life what to like in your house what not to allow in your house and she had she had a, a great um point of view on it that that sort of illustrated listen this is this is a difference in worldview mm-hmm. and it's okay if somebody has a different way of cataloging their life and and cleaning up but it's it's not any less than what you're doing it's just another point of view another mm-hmm. perspective on on the thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I, I was really taken by that and it's a short read it's probably only like you know short enough for me to kind of get get <laughs> through so i'm gonna see if i can post it later because it's it was really informative and it made me understand the piece or it made me understand the show better mm-hmm. Because I read it before we we got to it, because there was already outrage. Like when the show right. came out, it it had only been out for like three days, and people were already bitching that Marie Kondo was telling them to get rid of their books, get rid of all the shit in their garage. I don't know. She had mentioned somewhere in the documentary that you could only have a certain amount of books. Mm-hmm. It was taken and, out of context. Like her yeah, statements taken, were taken out of context. Taken out of context. What I have been hearing about. Um, I'm sorry, my heater just kicked off. God damn it. Uh, I thought you were soundproofing. I thought... Uh, <laughs> I, the, the, the quality of this podcast just plummeted with my seating system yep. turning on. I but wonder if I'm going to hear your neighbors take. flushing. <laughs> <laughs> Crying out loud. Uh, yeah, just, uh, just tons of flushing noises. I've got my DJ air horn on my phone. Uh, but I was going to say is um, apparently... It's had such an impact on the United States that there are a bunch of Goodwills around the country that just don't know what the hell to do with all the stuff they're getting. Yeah. Because everybody's giving. Right. So That's crazy. Turning into quite the thing. Yeah. Um, and what I don't, I haven't read the article, so I can't speak exactly to the wording of it, but I don't know how open I want to be about, about my job here. But let's just say I spend a lot of time with teenagers mm-hmm. around young people mm-hmm. that I don't think memeing on something is is like is their way of taking it down uh-huh. in a lot of ways it's just their way of interacting with with media i mean like when when people of our generation want to unpack something we have like discussions about it but i i think memes are like a, in a weird way a form of like not only criticism but like intake and understanding an idea and i'm not going to say that all memes are like are like deep unpackings of, of certain <laughs> subjects. But um, for instance, I mean, like kids love memeing on Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. From uh, Avengers. Yeah, don't give me any spoilers, um, man. I still haven't gotten that far. Is it, just is it like, too late? They they still find the deepness in the character, even if they're memeing on the character. It's not a, re- it's, if they, if there's a reduction of something in the meme, it's definitely done reflectively. And uh, I think they're aware of how they're reducing something. And and if um, I may, I just want to interject for one moment because we have a good tie-in mm-hmm. to introduce something that we're really interested in doing here. Because Maddie and I we're a little bit outdated in the sensibility that we that we bring. Our point of view is about ten years behind because it mm-hmm. has been formed in a world pre-Twitter, pre-internet, and just that illustration that you made about. Kids using these memes, not just as a, as a weaponized bit of hatred or, or like a pointed attack at somebody, but rather like a, like a way of understanding something in a communal way, which is, mm. I think is, is pretty incredible. And I hadn't ever thought about that before. Yeah, I so I, I'm really glad that you're here already. Not that I wasn't before, but <laughs> <laughs> for matters of the show, I think it's just incredibly refreshing for quote unquote old people like, Maddie and I to have that that worldview reminded reminded to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's like it's a 
I mean, we shit on things we love all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, absolutely. Like I send I send you that picture of uh, that that place called OK Burrito, and I <laughs> we know we're joking about Radiohead. Yeah, yeah. But, we, that, but I mean, we you still like Radiohead. Mm-hmm. I enjoy them from time to time. Absolutely. Um, there has to be leniency. You- we we have to understand that a lot of this is a processing thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that mm-hmm. things are being processed now is not the way that we're used to, but it's it's good that we're still doing it in some form over or another. There's still that kind of digestion right. of, of culture or whatever movements are going on. I wanted to say bowel movements. I wanted to fit that in there somehow, but I just couldn't. God damn it. Maybe next time. But I did find the article here. It was a Huffington Post culture and arts article, and it's mm. called what Huff white Huff Poe. Thank you. What white Western audiences don't understand about Marie Kondo's tidying up by Margaret Dillaway. And she is Japanese American. And Mm -hmm. she spoke a lot of the the conflict between being raised by uh, an all American dad and uh, a Japanese mother. And so I thought that that was providing a good backdrop for the conversation about what this woman had to share Mm -hmm. and what the, the perspective of the, of the series was all about. I wonder yeah. if people are just upset because someone is telling them to get rid of their shit. D- like that could be. You can't just rearrange it and hope that the problem goes away. Like you have right. to actually make choices and not keep all your stupid, worthless garbage. Yeah. And that that's a that's a hard thing for that's a hard pill for Americans to swallow. I think. But that is part of the American dream is to amass as much as possible. Like we live on a street where we are one of maybe two or three families that actually uses their garage to put their car in it (laughs) because people have so much shit that that's what the garage is. It's just a storage space for all the shit that doesn't fit in your actual house. Oh my God. Like the guys across the street. Yeah. They have, they have, um, what do they, what do they call it? A trailer. They have an additional park truck on the yeah. side. They have trailers for their gear, like their, um, what do you call them? The four wheelers. Like the rhino. The rhino, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> and they use their, their garage for more car shit. And it's just like a, like a series of, of, I, I don't know. It, it's just the, the quest to amass as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And that is sort of a, a way to, to measure success. Yeah, for sure. I mean, materialism is like, that's like the most American thing I can think mm-hmm. of. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just encouraged by every facet of our culture. <laughs> yeah. Get, get that shit. <laughs> right. Make sure you're working your, your ass to the bone to get that yeah. shit too. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's not worth it. You're not going to feel like you're successful <laughs> unless your fingers are bloody. And that is a huge conversation that Maddie and I have quite often is just how much debt do you think is lining these driveways and and these these sidewalks? I mean, to really consider how much debt is, is across this neighborhood alone mm-hmm. would be staggering it would be frightening but that is the price that all these people pay they're forever indebted to their creditors the their liens against their latest toy i mean it's it's fascinating to think about but also a little bit heartbreaking mm-hmm. because most people feel that it's okay to have that much debt to be established to be uh what do you call it on good footing with society mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. insane Mm-hmm. completely insane. I mean, it's, it's even encouraged like you can't really get a car unless you've got some sort of debt you're paying off regularly right yeah. some sort of what they call a proof of credit right to put a positive spin on mm-hmm. it it's like we need to know you're you've been in debt before <laughs> yeah. you can handle you can you can handle it <laughs> pretty right. much yeah um, but yeah the show i think is um i like the format and i like that she doesn't hold their hand through the whole thing yeah she, because they're these people aren't like hoarders. They're not like sick. They're not mentally ill. They're just they have a lot of stuff, and so she gives them the tools that she, you know that they need to to change you know to change their situation. And then she leaves, and she comes back, and sort of they they show her the progress they've made, and you know the way it's changed their 
their outlook or their perspective or their family dynamics or it's a nice um, change from like hoarders say, which is like a mental deficiency, a mental illness. And, you know, they pretty much have to like purge their house for them. Otherwise it's not going to get done. So it's much more like positive, not so horrifying uh, spin on that type of show, which is kind of a nice change. That's a very interesting point because it feels pleasant throughout. Yeah. It feels like a problem that is surmountable, mm-hmm. that ultimately they'll be able to get through okay. I just watched British Hoarders because I couldn't find like the TLC show, so I had to watch this like, oh, don't do that. British On your day off when <laughs> yeah, you... Yeah, that's what I do when I'm home alone. It was, it's depressing. Like it's, you know, watching people struggle with mental illness is not really like a pleasant experience. Now I wonder, did you have this sense of this, this sense of impossible duality? How can a show be filled with so much despair? When everyone's talking in their fancy accent, I really <laughs> there was can't no comprehend. fancy accents in this show. It was very like working class people. There was no, <laughs> there was no posh London accents going on in the show. Ah, oh, drats. <laughs> but we'll um, but it is, I think it's a nice, it's a good show, and I think it's worth. I think her methods are worth paying attention to, and I've I'm I might start folding my clothes. Upright, upright instead of <laughs> instead of flat. Upright. Yeah, she folds them in a certain so that they're standing like books instead of flat, oh. so that you can see each shirt or pair of pants. Oh, uh, that's smart. Yeah, so you yeah. can actually see like, oh, this is my whatever Led Zeppelin <laughs> shirt. This is my whatever. You know, yeah. super mm. smart. So she's she's got some good methods. She's got good like tips mm. to keep your house from being a hoarding nightmare. It's worth it's worth a it's yeah, worth a watch. It seems it's uh, like you mentioned before. It seems like a refreshing take on this whole. I mean, I guess they're sort of pur- you know purporting the same message. Is I don't know if purporting is the right word, but like I mean the hoarder show and the Mary Kondo show. And I think um, like propagating the I same mean, message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this idea that how unhealthy it is to have this much stuff. Yeah. I think when it's when it's as crazy as it is with like a hoarder show, mm-hmm. that's when you people like the people across the street from you can be like, well, at least we're not that bad. <laughs> yeah, just that means we're normal. Yeah, yeah. And then like this this show is more like a step back. It's like, well, you know, you don't really need this much shit. Right. You sort of feel. Are you gonna read those three hundred books you got on the shelf yeah, there, bud? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely more like the the hoarders thing is like the pity and fear. Like you're like, oh, thank God, I'm not that bad, you know? Like yeah, and that's the success of this show is what she's doing is she is bringing a sense of awareness that th- there are tears to this problem. Mm-hmm. Not everyone who who is in that situation. I mean, I don't know. It just feels like. Like she's making it, like you were saying, more accessible for normal people to question, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, just because I have a little bit of extra shit doesn't mean I'm a hoarder. It just means Mm -hmm. that I have to take a moment to think about my life and Mm -hmm. if I really need this shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the the all famous, does it spark joy? Yeah. Yes. Which I like. I talk to all my inanimate objects (laughs) and my belongings all the time. So it just makes perfect sense for me. <laughs> See, and that would be hard for me because I'm sort of ruthless yeah. when I get rid of stuff. I'm just yeah. like that that woman in the first episode where she's just like, I hate this and like threw it in the 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 to go tub and just the Marie comes over. She's like, No, no. Say thank you. I'm like be kind. And she's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well I I don't, I don't know. Do you remember that time when I I had a bowl that I took with me from from Evanston uh-huh. that I had with me since high school? It was like a fucking cereal bowl, and I had had it in college. I had had it in, in Casper, and then in Laramie when I was going to school there. And then it broke like six months ago here in the house, and I felt like I needed to have like some kind of funeral procession <laughs> or service for it because it shared so much of my life and it helped me eat that I wanted to say thank you. But I didn't have the terminology. I didn't have that. I, I already have that built-in sense of spirituality. I don't know where that comes from. Maybe it's because as I as I tell Maddie, I'm like the, the girl from Mean Girls that has a lot of feelings that just, just sneaks into the gym. To, to, and you don't even go here? And I don't even go there. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, 
Yeah, you're much more. It, I really, yeah, it, it worked with me. Like, I, yeah. I saw that. And that's, like, yeah, that's, that hard, that's a hard thing for me to. Right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little cynical and I don't know. I'm not. It, that, that takes work for me to be sentimental about stuff. Yeah. Well, I think for now, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo has been a very good watch and it might be worth recommending. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it so far and we're only about three or four episodes in. Yeah. And sadly, we did not prepare our wine glasses. Now it's starting to become custom that we have some wine here with us. And I think that it should be worth tinking to. Mm-hmm. So we're going to tink, do like a, a fake tink. Fake tink. That was a, that was a plastic cup. It didn't sound as good. Thank you, Caddy G, for hold joining on, in. Let me, I'm going to do it one more time. Yeah. Okay. That works. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to talk about right. do we want to talk about TikTok? Let's talk about TikTok. Let's mix it up. Can I get some water first and some yeah. wine? Like we'll just do a little break, Take a break that I'll cut out. So initially the segment we wanted to do about the internet uh, was about TikTok, the app and how it's used and how it's sort of become like the next thing for young people to use and let's not mince words here. I have zero experience with TikTok. I don't I've never used it, but it seems to be a hot thing, and I want to try to understand why. And So good thing we have a trained specialist in Caddy G who will be giving us some of the, <laughs> the goods on how the internet works, what, how the zeros and ones become uh, Discord. <laughs> and I heard that's an app, too, so maybe you can tell us about it <laughs> have some extra time. But let's talk about TikTok. Well, where the hell do you start? Um, so basically... Uh, it didn't start as TikTok. It's actually a Chinese app. Oh. Or started as a Chinese app called Douyin or something like that. Douyin. And they changed it for here. And uh, it has tens of millions of users. And essentially, it's sort of filling the void that Vine, mm-hmm. that the, you know, the absence of Vine has created. At least it's adapted it for a more modern audience a little bit. Basically, the way it works, God, it sounds so stupid. (laughs) It's like it's like you know when you try to explain to somebody what Twitch streaming is, which that's a whole nother topic. It's like why the heck would you watch or like Let's Plays? I think more people know about Let's Plays. Mm -hmm. Why would you watch a video game? Is is what a lot of people say, and I think that's what a lot of people who are not fourteen and younger think when they look at TikTok. Basically, TikTok, you're given audio. Or uh, it could be from a song, from a movie, from a famous video, um, from a stand-up routine. And you mime it or you act something out to it. And that's the video. That's that's the TikTok. So basically and that sh- and that- what we were doing when we were fucking 10 before YouTube or social media ever existed. Into a mirror. It's essentially, it's essentially taking this thing and putting it on an online platform. Mm-hmm. Damn. It's taking... It's taking um, being a silly kid, and and you know, mo- and acting, singing along with your favorite stuff, mm-hmm. and putting it on an online platform where you can share it with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some problems with that, which we'll get into later. <laughs> but essentially, what you need to know about TikTok is that there are a, a couple different ways that you can um, you can post in TikTok. Uh, you can you can do a normal sing along to or or I don't know what you say a mime along. Mime along, yeah. Or something like that, um, or you can do a duet, I believe, with a stranger, usually, or you can react to somebody miming along, or you can react to somebody doing a duet with a stranger. And it's just like it's such a. Are we allowed to swear? Mm-hmm. Of course. It's such a clusterfuck <laughs> of reaction culture. It, in its most grand form. So it's so crazy. Just to put uh, put it into perspective for us, how popular is this app in, say, a generation of, of you were saying like fourteen to to twenties? Well, that fourteen to twenty, it's not at all. Um, but when you go, I'm I'm talking fourteen down. Oh, fourteen okay. and younger. It's like, okay, if you if you see a TikTok ad, like if you watch, okay, if you try to watch a YouTube video right now and you don't have premium, you're gonna see a TikTok yeah, ad. Yeah, I see them every day. Um, and the people who are on those ads look like uh, it reminds me a lot of those '90s Nerf gun commercials, 
where you got like these 16 mm-hmm. to 18 year old boys who were like, yeah, <laughs> with like their Nerf guns. Like, what are you doing? It's clearly eight year olds. But the eight year olds want to be older because they're eight year olds yeah. and they can't do anything. Yeah. Like, mom, I want to buy a hat. And no, they can't because they're eight, <laughs> they're eight years old and parents don't give a shit. Um, but basically, that's what's going on with this. The TikTok ads are like, here are these these uh, late teens using the TikTok. No, this is like six to fourteen is like the age for TikTok stuff, right? Um, not necessarily just posting in TikTok, but I think the younger kids post less in TikTok, and it's more like this 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 sweet spot of like middle schoolers, I'd say, mm. who are who are in the TikTok. Um, uh, high schoolers. Um, they're already too cool for it. Yeah, honestly. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's honestly, uh, it makes sense that it gets popular at this point in in internet culture. I mean, basically, a lot of internet media is all based on reactions. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. There are so many things that are just like, watch this old dude react to the Star Wars trailer and he's gonna cry. Uh, watch these old people. React to uh, <laughs> react to TikTok, <laughs> or watch watch these uh, watch, the watch these young olds. people watch sign. Yeah, the five watch, year olds yeah, who these... who don't know how to push play on the tape players. Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that stupid stuff. Or like, watch these uh, freshmen in college get offended by Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the episode? Is the one where he he drugs that woman so he can play with the toys on her shelf? <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, and they were getting offended by that. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. But and that's this isn't about if, like PC culture, whatever. But it's just like everything you can possibly imagine on the internet is in some way based on a reaction to some other some other medium. I mean, th- th- like even for us, like you think about BuzzFeed think pieces. Yeah. Think pieces are reactions like in, in written form. Yeah. Blogs are basically, I'm reacting to life. Yeah. Or like Let's Plays, right? This whole idea that people watch people play games. Um, element of that is definitely you want them to react. You want to see how they react. You want to, you know, because I think what was missing from internet for the longest time is this sort of human element we felt it felt like very disconnected and this is our our way of sorting sort of uh putting that human element in there we want to see what this is doing to people we want to see how they're how they're unpacking this Mm -hmm. um that's that's essentially the end of my spiel whenever you guys want to come (laughs) yeah but i i think it's it's so it's so compelling to me because these these are the same needs that need to be fulfilled by a new generation it's the same things that we felt but from our perspective it's an abstraction of how we would how we would react to something but but Mm -hmm. the older generation never understands that abstraction they're just like what the fuck is that Mm -hmm. well i'm like they're trying to make sense of the world man (laughs) they're just doing it in a different way Mm -hmm. and and that's Mm -hmm. why the the outrage from an older generation always sort of upsets me because they they really can't look back in their own lives and realize that mm. they were trying to make sense of the world in the same way that was that was sort of strange to the generation that came before them mm-hmm. and now mm. that I'm in that position I'm like that's fucking weird but they you got to do you <laughs> because you got to make sense mm. of of your <laughs> your lot in life I mm-hmm. suppose yeah but mm-hmm. I still don't know what the hell is going on, man. Like you, you tell me these <laughs> yeah. things, m- mime along, meme along. I don't know, but <laughs> I just feel like, like I'm trying to make sense of it too, and trying to be okay with a lot of the things that I don't understand mm-hmm. on the internet. I would, I would have to say that I've seen qu- a couple of TikToks, maybe like somewhere in the in the range of ten to twenty. It still doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's very. It, it just reminds me of Vine when I look yeah. at it. I just yeah. look at it and say, "This is a Vine yeah. with like extra audio." Yeah. Essentially, um, part of it is like remix culture. Mm-hmm. This idea that we take things yeah. and we make them our own. Yeah. 
um that like the you know the the mouthing along to things or like i don't know like people are like people remix everything yeah. right you you re recut movies to make it seem like a romantic comedy when it's halloween right or um what is that genre vaporwave have you ever heard of vaporwave no it's an internet music genre that literally takes uh like really glossy 80s uh and early 90s music that's like super corporate and super like high production value and they slow it down and just turn it into vibe music and completely contradict mm. the point of the music in the first place. Wow. Um, this, this whole idea of like taking older things and making your own with it, it's not new. Absolutely right? not. Yeah. This it's, has been going um, on forever. It's, it's what hip hop did, mm -hmm. right? When this idea of taking like this old music and like a, a old music of the oppressor mm -hmm. and saying, screw that i'm making my own my own music with this because i you won't give me the tools to make my own music mm -hmm. i don't have the school programs to, so i can learn an instrument and do this myself i'm doing it this way mm -hmm. and that essentially this whole idea of opening up um uh or lowering well i don't want to say lowering the bar but like changing no, where the bar is you're opening the maybe. floodgates i think that's what you're doing is is the, we live in a in a wonderful day and age where art is de uh, democratized. Is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has access. Everybody has access. There's no gatekeepers anymore. That that is an old notion that was actually not around for for a long time. You know, the the gatekeepers is a fairly new thing because if you really think about it, Shakespeare was doing the shit that you're talking about now. He was taking mm -hmm. stories from here and there, everywhere, making them accessible to people of of highbrow and lowbrow, everyone in between, and they were having an exchange. Like performances were more of a back and forth th thing. You know, they had to deal with the tomatoes and, and salads getting thrown at them from the groundlings. <laughs> so the, the ideas are always the same. The people who are, who are the, the audience members will always want to be part of it. And, and there's always been that kind of dance in between the performer and, and like the content creator, let's say, and mm -hmm. the people who, who are recipients. But now the relationship is just sort of, I don't know. It's it's a, an actual back and forth mm -hmm. because the the audience has the same tools to create content as well. Mm -hmm. So I guess that kind of I feel kind of comforted by that, even though I don't get it. I'm like, mm -hmm. why the fuck would you want to make a copy or or why would you want to sing along to this song that I don't see any particular <laughs> benefit to? You know. Uh, yeah. But I did actually. My coworker showed me one that she thought was funny. It was just this girl miming the part in the Grinch where he's talking about his, like his schedule, you know, like, yeah. Oh, like wallowing myself loathing. I can't cancel that again. And she was <laughs> making the faces and like, you know, miming that scene. Yeah, and it yeah. was pretty funny actually. Cause she was like really committed to making his, her facial expressions like his. Right. And so that was pretty funny. But at the same time I felt myself going, why am I watching this? Like, what? Right. And, what and you about get this feeling, this? why, why can't I just watch The Grinch? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I should just be watching the movie. Why am I watching an imitation of the movie? But you remind me, yeah, go, sorry. But go. at the same time, I was like, well, she clearly loves this movie. As many people do, as we do as well. And this is the way she's sort of processing it. Like we were talking about, this is the way that she was paying homage to it or, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's too deep, and maybe she's no, just it, going for it's views. It's spot but. on, in my opinion. It's spot on because you have this this person, like you say, who is infatuated with the Grinch, who loves that that piece of art, that work. the The work itself loses its its position in a pedestal, and just becomes the method of communication mm. with with the rest of the community. And it's not about mm -hmm. the art or ownership of the art. It's about what it does to the community for the community. And the biggest problem that I have as, a, as an old bastard pre-internet is that I hold these works of art to such a, a really weird stature that it bothers me when I see somebody trying to do something that was done by Jim Carrey. And that is my prejudice mm -hmm. against the movement. Yeah, but you know what's what funny? Yeah. 
is that we do that too. We do that too. We just don't do it on the internet. <laughs> right. And that's the we thing We quote is, that movie every week. We quote it every single day. And I try to make, <laughs> it, I try to make our son laugh with it. Yeah. But my feeling, and this is where I acknowledge that I'm at fault and I'm being a hypocrite, is that I think of myself, why would anyone want to see yeah. me do that? Yeah. Why would I want to even share that? Yeah. And that's the story of my life. I don't want to share mm-hmm. shit because why would anyone give a shit? Yeah. Yeah. And it it reminds me a lot of um as somebody who's loved like music, movies, video games, all of it, a big thing about that um when I was growing up was was sharing it, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like that was that was something missing in each of those mediums um, that like it, the 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 sharing of those experiences is not, was not built into any of them inherently, oh. right? I remember coming out of Avatar: The Last Airbender, that horrible piece of shit movie, <laughs> and just talking with my friends for twenty to thirty minutes about how terrible it was, mm-hmm. right? Or or. Uh, the countless games that I played and, and like the the cool part about the game wasn't even really the game. Mm-hmm. It was going to school and then at lunch I get to talk about it with all my friends about like let's say I was like playing Morrowind some like old adventure game. Mm-hmm. It's just like I went to this town and there and this old guy in the pub was like there's a there's a cave and there's a sword <laughs> in the cave. And like I went there and it was crazy. There were these these things cra- crawled out of the walls and I barely got out alive. <laughs> and that was the lunchroom story. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. You just wanted you wanted to we've always wanted to share these experiences with other people. Yeah. And I think uh I mean this is just somebody monetizing it really. Yeah. Right. It's the interesting thing about the internet, the beautiful thing about the internet that the social circle opens up. But what I'm curious about is is the motive. I imagine that there's a, a chunk of people who are very much interested in, in creating genuine connections with strangers across the globe. And there could be those folks who are just in it to monetize. But if you could do both, kill two birds with one stone, why the hell not, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to come to terms with is the fact that I, either I'm feeling, why didn't I do this sooner? Why didn't I give into this, this cycle of, of the, the internet and social media and ultimate connectivity versus, you know, just sitting in a fucking corner, just rejecting everything because I'm old. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's been a bunch of things that have been sort of slowly monetized by, by social media. These, these things that we've, we have in our culture that, are sort of uh, the people are noted, or that these companies or people are noticing and sort of, you know, capitalizing on it. I mean, remember when Facebook came out, like this whole idea of networking mm-hmm. with friends and and like in those first years of college, mm-hmm. and just having that in website form essentially, right? Yeah. Um, like all the uh, like back back before used to be like, hey, hey, do you guys know if Tina's single? <laughs> but, and, and then like, but then you just go on Facebook and wham, bam, Tina's got the single thing on her Facebook yeah. page, right? right. Yeah. This it's just you know streamlining the system, making it making it more readily available. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, what we should get to is because I mean people are already well aware of how toxic Facebook is. Yeah. In a lot of ways, um, yeah. that, and TikTok is not without its problems. We should say, mm-hmm. I'm not here to to totally say this is totally fine. Everything about this <laughs> is okay because of a vicious cycle of TikTok. You have you guys watched the video at all yet? Oh no. Okay, so I'll I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. Okay. So basically, um, because this is an open website. And we do have a lot of younger users using the web. We have a lot of. I sound like one of the reps from TikTok. We have one. Of, we have some younger users in our in our user base. Um, but essentially, what's going on is that, okay, we all remember when we were middle schoolers and we did like the cringiest shit imaginable, and we look at it now and we want to die, mm-hmm. right? Imagine that on a YouTuber's video with 4 million views and everybody knows you did it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like even, even I'm like more kind of of an internet generation, but I know that some of the most embarrassing shit that I've done is, is dead on a slowly melting VHS somewhere. Yeah. 
Okay, and I can I can take I can have some sort of relief in that. Mm -hmm. That is not the case for some of these kids mm -hmm. who are posting on TikTok and then, you know, they post some embarrassing stuff and then some YouTuber picks it up, laughs out of it, laughs at it, makes fun of the kid, gets tons of views, and now this kid's life is ruined. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, I mean, that's that happened with Vine too. Yeah. I mean, not, not maybe not this bad, but the fact that the reaction thing that allows for this is built into the TikTok app. Yeah. That, that like that's like one of the purposes of it is that just because that kind of video, like this whole idea of cringe, um, and that being like a marketable thing, um, that just plays directly into the model, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And just like these kids, just like, can you imagine? Mm -hmm. Can you absolutely like? Just I don't imagine want any to. Bit of that, That's where, where the like, thing. You did something horrible, and then it's gonna be there. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine how hard it will it be to be president someday? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Do you <laughs> like, remember how, who's gonna be president? <laughs> well, There's, I like, recall everybody's that the got... presidential nominee he called somebody a slut back in 2019 <laughs> when he was yeah, 12. Yeah. They're gonna pull up his cringy his cringy username yeah. that he had on YouTube. <laughs> like Alex Alex Jones for Prez. We're we're just starting to get a taste of that though. Like that video that started circulating of Alexandria Ocasio Cortez oh, that's right. dancing in college, which was only like I don't know, seven years ago for her. I mean, she's like thirty years old. And um, and to be honest with you, they were just picking on her. They I were know. just trying to find something. I know, of course. But I, get that, I mean, that that it could have been a lot worse, is what I'm saying. Like it could have been like if you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, thankfully she's you know she was just dancing. It wasn't a big deal, but but it was so easy for them to unearth something embarrassing from her past, right? You know, mm -hmm. and because the the younger a person is, the more of their life has been recorded. It's just. It's just the reality of Which things. is why with our son, I'm hesitant to share everything. Yeah. Because I know that maybe when he's 15 or maybe when he's 10, 20, he'll say, why did you, why did you feel the need to share everything? Yeah. Because he's going to want to make his own choices about his privacy yeah. when he gets older. Yeah. And I don't want to just be hashtagging him and giving out his, you know, his own custom hashtag to the world so mm -hmm. that they can follow him like the Truman Show from day one. <laughs> I know some friends who are like that and yeah. I, you know, they have the right to do that. That's totally fine. But, you know, mm -hmm. that, that child is going to make their own decisions and they're going to, possibly come to regret some things. So I'm not going to help them in that journey to yeah. fuck things up. And I really fear that the most is that s some of those things will have uh, serious repercussions. I think we have to, as parents, I think it's our, as parents of our generation, it's our job to instill uh, a sense of privacy into your own child because they're not learning it naturally. Their, their whole lives are lived in the public sphere, and whether it's on the internet or it's, you know, there, there's, there's these young, younger people have very, a very, uh, either no sense or very little sense of privacy. And additionally, I would say that, that the other two components to that are not, not just a sense of privacy, but also a sense of respect, not just for their community but for the megaphone that they have at their disposal. And that is at the crux of the problem right now is that a lot of these kids don't understand that some of these comments that they're making, some of this content that they're creating is going to, to, to land on, as you say, millions of people. And they, I mean, they, they really have to understand the, the gravity of that for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, this this has been going on for a while too. Mm -hmm. I mean, not just with Vine, mm -hmm. um, reaction videos on YouTube, or um, I want to say it's called commentary. It's just called like some sort of commentary. Mm -hmm. um, who's that one kind of dirtbag guy? Ooh. I don't want to get Which any, one? Give you guys any enemy enemies on this <laughs> podcast, but um, like it was this genre of YouTube video. That is sort of like a let's play, 
but only in the sense that there is gameplay footage and somebody's talking over it. But in this version of it, they're talking about something else completely. Like, usually, um, it's like they're talking about some sort of cringy video and like, look how fucking stupid this person Uh is. That's essentially what the video is, is like gameplay and then unrelated talk yeah. or maybe I maybe it's better to say there's talk and then unrelated gameplay <laughs> about um, about just like whatever. Like, I think one of the, one of the biggest ones was um, one of the biggest scandals was, um, oh, I won't I won't say the YouTuber's name, but there was a certain YouTuber who um, who was making these videos and making fun of people like very actively and like sort of passing it off as like I'm not really being serious this is just it's an act mm-hmm. but it all sort of came crumbling down he made fun of this guy with autism um who was just like trying to make these really sincere cooking videos or or something to that or fashion videos or something mm-hmm. and he was just like relentlessly shitting on this guy just trying to make something that he really cared about and people were so pissed mm-hmm. um but I mean like that's essentially it's like just been sort of dolled up a little bit for this new TikTok thing, yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that's all TikTok is, but it's certainly feeding this this culture. Mm-hmm. You know, this. Um, I mean, it's the same people or the same reason um, we uh, we might get some enjoyment out of watching something like Hoarders, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to take this callback, eh? <laughs> um, like this idea that you know, at least I'm not like that, yeah. you know. Right. This idea that um, I also think it's pity and fear, man. Yeah, I it also, goes back to the Greek mm-hmm. days. I also think there's an element of uh, yes, pity and fear, but also just uh, relishing in other people's uh, either unfortunate circumstances, like in the hoarding scenario. Not relishing in like a malevolent, like a malicious way, but just like... Well, it's drama. It's entertainment. Yeah, you know, like, it's sort of like it's so horrible, Mm -hmm. but you can't look away. Like, you want to keep watching. Like, I want to see, like, what their toilet looks like. It's just like Mm -hmm. that, that, like, awful, like, you know it's going to be bad, but you have to see it. It's the same thing of Mm -hmm. watching, like, a cringe-worthy video. Like, you don't want to watch it, but you kind of feel like you have to, because it's like, you know, you can't look away. Right. Yeah, I think there's. If I it, well, I might. I don't know how long this rant will be, or if it's gonna be a rant. But <laughs> this idea of like the the fine line between like a Schadenfreude yeah. and um, I just felt so bad pronouncing it like that. I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't do it. Dude, the German speaker, it hurts so bad. Pronounce it in um, the German way. A Schadenfreude. There you go. Um, a little different. <laughs> um, uh, just this, uh, the, the fine line between that and like a true empathy mm. for someone. Mm-hmm. And when I think about when I think about like the true positive empathy, because cringe, it can be a really horrible thing where like you, people make fun of other people, but it's also like a very human moment. Mm. Because like that feeling, like this feeling of cringe, is like. Is like almost like instant empathy. Mm-hmm. You feel you for put them. that. You put yourself in that in that person's shoes, and that's why, like, I think, uh, like, when when Ricky Gervais first came up with The Office, mm-hmm. that was like, I mean, the British one is so much worse than the yeah. American one with that. Totally. But um, just this idea that, like, I mean, there are some even in the American one, there are so many cringeworthy moments. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, oh God, Michael. Yeah. But you feel. You like you're putting yourself in Michael's shoes, and you just like. I mean, what's more empathetic than that, mm, right? Right. Or empathic? I don't know what the word is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's there's there's good somewhere in this, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's it's being broadcasted very well. Yeah. Well, I I feel that you're clarifying. You're clarifying the fact that there there is almost a bit of justice happening that is self-regulating in this new world where the I, I think it goes back to to the same lessons of of the past, which is you will know when somebody's being a dick, when somebody is actually going out of their way to harm somebody else emotionally or physically. And it comes through, you know, as you said, people were were knocking down that guy who was making some disparaging remarks. Because they knew that it wasn't coming from the right place. Mm. Cringe commentary, I imagine, can be 
pretty fulfilling. What is that? It's his heater. Oh, is that your heater again? <laughs> oh, it yeah, click, it yeah. clicks okay. on. Oh, it's, it's, it's okay. Just, it's like ours. It I thought it was right. a gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Beware of gross. It did sound a little uh, creepy in the headphones. I wonder if I can close my door. It's okay. <laughs> Didn't help at all. <laughs> Not help at all. It's okay. Uh, uh, hold on. Left earbud? Which are you? The right. Okay. He's like, I'm back in. He's like, okay, don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that was uh, very informative, man. Uh, that was uh, pretty much what we needed to hear from you because. Our five listeners are our age, so. <laughs> They, right, so they'll find this very informative. <laughs> so I think, uh, with that said, we have to give you a homework assignment because, of course, we want you back on the show. You don't have a choice. <laughs> I think we're just going to have to call you out of the blue and and ask, "Hey, man, are you coming on tonight?" But you don't have to waste a whole bunch of time with us. We just want you to come up with a good name for your segment. Do you want to have a segment? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, that would be great. I'd love to. I mean, uh, we won't make you talk for like forty-five or an hour. We'll we'll it will like keep it shorter so that each segment is one. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I have no idea what to call this. Can I give you an idea? I'm sure, there's something. Can I give you an idea sure. real quick? Okay, sure. I was really thinking throwbacky because of our generation, but it could be something like Caddy G explains it all. <laughs> Okay. Does that sound fucking stupid? No, Just the, the smile you sounded so proud of that. I was expecting some wordplay, but do you know? Okay. Do you know how many trips to the bathroom? <laughs> Like combined, I had to I had to sit just collecting and letting things come over me for that to, mm. to come through. Quite a bit. Explain Quite a bit. Well. Okay, that'll go on the list. Okay, yeah, let's start a list. I mean, don't make any commitments yet. We have some time before the next uh, next episode. So we just figured you 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 know more things about the internet than we do. So <laughs> can you tell us what the pulse of modern culture is uh <laughs> i have no idea what is at the heart i, I think i have I, I have my fingers on another part of the, another part of the culture but caddy g what does the youth feel about <laughs> gangs and uh well like like the opioid crisis and uh no i just want to i want him to explain things like Somebody touch my spaghetti. Like I want, I want, ex- I want explanations of obscure. We're actually, names. I think we should do spaghetti next episode. Yeah, that's a good one. What do you think? Somebody touch my spaghetti. Yeah, let's do a deep dive on okay, that one. Somebody touch my spaghetti. There you go. Just think about it. And if you come up with other ones that you think are funnier that we won't understand, yeah, probably probably big chungus. Okay. <laughs> I don't- Oh yeah, I remember what I was talking about. Yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, there's no end to the possibilities, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I mean, I, it, it it's a segment that sort of makes it makes its own content, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You don't. We just have to wait for things to operate <laughs> yeah. and then talk about yeah. them. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, any last words? What do you want to say? <laughs> any last words? <laughs> I'm fucking hanging up. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> the death of the podcast. Oh boy! You want to um, plug your stuff? You want to plug your? Yeah, I'll, I'll plug. Um, uh, you can uh, follow me at Twitch. I stream uh, semi regularly, but not super regularly. Let's go. Not like semi. Not like fully regularly, <laughs> nor semi regularly. More like quarter regularly. <laughs> Um, but You're in a biannual I stream, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I stream basically uh, tournaments on on every other Saturday. So not not this Saturday. It'll be the oh boy, the twenty third, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I'll be streaming a Street Fighter tournament. So if you're interested in that, sure. Do you play in that, <laughs> or are you by. just watching it? Yeah, I pl- I play. Okay. I also do commentary. It's a good time. Um, I also I'm on Twitter. You can follow me at Caddy 
underscore G underscore FGC. That's so hard for me to remember. <laughs> there were so many names Man, I had you gotta, to go through. You got to narrow it down like, a little in, bit. In, in the process of making it, I was just like, uh, Caddy G. And there's this w- w- clearly lots of women named Catherine oh. with the last name starting with G. <laughs> yeah. Had the idea before I did. So I had to go through all the possibilities. <laughs> um, and what else am I on? My YouTube channel doesn't have enough subscribers to have a URL, so I can't really. You can search Caddy G into YouTube. <laughs> I'm going to link but all of no your shit. It'll show up. Yeah, we'll, we'll link yeah, it. There's, there's no URL. You can't just go YouTube <laughs> slash Caddy G. The more you it, talk it, about like it, slash, <laughs> the more you talk about whatever. it, the more depressing it sounds. <laughs> no. I'm just going to cut out the uh, YouTube. <laughs> but whatever. YouTube is, is its own mess right yeah. now, which we, I could get into for another hour. Have you heard of the content? Content ID shit going on. No, what's going where on? Any company can claim content ID on a video, no matter what's in it, and YouTube does not have the faculties to check this. So there was a video where a guy talked about Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. and like Universal copyright claimed the video to take all of the revenue from the video, even though he never plays the song. He simply says the words bohemian rhapsody oh jesus christ and and then they just claim the whole video wow it's but like this is rampant it's absolutely rampant um just anybody can claim whatever like one guy made a song somebody sang vocals on it and reposted it and then copyright claimed him for his own music (laughs) it's so it's so bananas um, but whatever, this is, that's not what this segment is about. I think you're really getting into the kind of territory that I'm into, which is the AI going ape shit, yeah. because I think the algorithm is just completely out of control. Well, let's say that that's the thing. This isn't even AI. This is people universal. And these companies are, are hiring hundreds and hundreds of people to just go through YouTube mm. and copyright claim people. So and it's, get not, it's not they're, an algorithm. They're exploiting an, a loophole. They're not. AIs. Yeah. Yeah. just, it, no, because, because the thing was, is that there's no way to make an algorithm that could possibly know what's going on in a video mm. like there are things that can like listen for songs but there's not there are not really things that can like analyze video very effectively mm-hmm. so essentially companies are having to hire people to do this and now they're just absolutely abusing the hell out of it because the way youtube has worded it now is awful mm. but anyway that's not what this is about <laughs> this is the end of the podcast <laughs> i apologize that can be another uh it's okay. I, I like it when things just go off the rails like they, like, like they do. Yeah. It makes the show unexpected, Caddy G. <laughs> for the edit. edit for the edit. Yeah. yeah. That's for the so, edit. Okay. No, it'll, it'll just have to be. This is what it makes a great show. Caddy G. <laughs> it just like a really ham fisted edit. You got to use, use what I just yeah. said to, to yeah. edit that in. I love that. I'm loving it. Now, Think about this. I shouldn't have said I'm loving it because now McDonald's is gonna. I was just thinking. I was just thinking about. Is this going on YouTube? I was thinking no, no, about no, no, no. it. I was thinking. Then, about then we're fine. Then we're yeah, fine. We're not. We don't fuck with YouTube. That, okay, sounds good. <laughs> but all in all, would you give TikTok a tink or no tink? Is it something that is worth anyone's time to invest in? Um, I I think giving it a no tink is very curmudgeonly. <laughs> But um, I also have never seen a TikTok that I like, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and not tank it. Lovely. That's I, fair and balanced. I happen to agree. Like my news. I, I give Mary Kondo a tank. Yeah, well, no, I don't mean that in a gross way. I really don't. You are disgraceful. <laughs> I, I said I don't mean that in a gross way. All right. Very good. She's like in her 30s, right? It's fine. Yeah, she's, 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 she's she, is, she has children. She's married. It's fine. Yeah. She has adorable. Oh, yeah. A fucking adorable little. Those kids are so incredibly beautiful. I was wanting to, to like, get rid of mine and get two of those. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's like the Tom Segura joke. Like, I would throw away 10 white babies for one (laughs) one. Asian baby. Ah, the exchange rate's better than that. (laughs) They're absolutely. Gorgeous babies. Yeah. Yeah. Adorable. And I love my son more than anything else (laughs) in the world. I just want to clarify that. I just want to put that on the record. I love my son. (laughs) He's the greatest thing, the greatest joy in my life. We should end this. All right. Like, but you have to remind me what's I'm, I know this is a dick move at the end of the podcast, but what's the exact name of the podcast? Our kids asleep. 
Our kids is that's perfect. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Caddy G, on this very, very special episode. I don't have a perfect Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Do you guys have a special do you guys have special monikers? Should I not call you by no. your name? Unfortunately. Jalejandro. Jalejandro. Ooh, Jalejandro. <laughs> If, if we start if we start broadening our horizons, you know, I think that would be good to get into the uh, the peanut butter and jelly business. Mm. Jelly Hondro. Mm. Jelly Hondro's own. <laughs> <laughs> well, Caddy G, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Don't laugh. I'm trying to do my best closing bit I know, I know. for Caddy G because it was a very special episode. It was. But you already did your 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 plugs and your butt plugs, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did both plugs. plugs. Very good. Very good. That's, that's apropos. I was at Spencer's Gift today. <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated. <laughs> they have plenty of them. Both they of them. do. All right, man. Well, we can't wait for you to join us again on the uh, whatever upcoming episode you decide to show up in. But thank you so much for your time. And I think we did good today. We, we had... Did. Two out of three tinks, so it was a fairly positive episode. Yeah. Which is the new... I, I, I don't like, think we announced it. Sorry, Caddy G, but we are announcing a new format to the show in this manner. Now we're doing <laughs> we're doing tinks now to rate the world around us. Yeah. All right. Well, you should probably... Maybe you have me back for episode six. And we can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> episode six. We can six. talk about stuff then. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the Jack Black episode. Thank yeah. you guys for joining us. Have a great night. Bye, guys. Bye.